On this episode of Resi Week, we talk Jimmy Paschke is moving to Apex, 32K is coming, and Resi Marshall. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 334, Influx of Ignorance. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Vaudio, a leading manufacturer of professional PTZ cameras, Pro AV solutions, and UCC integration systems. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matty Scott for avnation.tv, and this week we are pleased to be joined by two of my longest standing friends. First, we have Mr. Joseph Whitaker. He's the Vice President of Business Development for Origin Acoustics. How you doing, Joseph? Doing great. Glad, uh, you know, we're going to have some cool stories to talk about today. We are. Then we have arguably my longest standing friend in the business, Mr. Stephen Bronner. He is the owner of Pro Audio Joja. Uh, how you doing, Stephen? I'm doing great, man. Just fighting the network today, you know, if it was easy, there wouldn't be no money in it, right? Fighting the network or fighting the internet? Uh, fighting the network <laughs> this time. <laughs> All right. Let's kick this off with a story that comes to us from Residential Systems. Uh, a, a good friend of mine, a good friend of the show, a good friend of uh, Joseph's, Mr. Jimmy Paschke, uh, who previously was uh, with Surgex. He is now the vice president of sales and marketing for Apex Technologies. As I said, coming uh, from Surgex, where he was the director of sales, where, where we know him really well. So congratulations to Jimmy. This is a, a, a huge move for him. If you don't know Apex, uh, they have a pretty large uh portfolio of brands, uh, display technologies, Meridian Audio, TPI Cinema, Light Walls, uh, Next Gen Tech, All In Sports, and Complete Acoustic, Trist- Sist- Complete Acoustic Treatment Systems, uh, CATS, um, and most recently, HD Anywhere. Joe, this is uh, arguably a huge move for Jimmy, um, and also a great move for Apex, bringing on really just a super quality guy. Like, like Jimmy is awesome. We're, we're big fans of Jimmy over here. Um, I, I know you are. What does this mean for, for Apex and, and for Jimmy? Well, Jimmy, first off, congratulations and make sure you're, you're watching your mailbox in the next week or so. Cause I'm going to send you a congratulatory little drink, um, for Jimmy there. But, uh, for, for Apex, it's huge because everybody, a lot of people know, um, Jimmy from Surgex, but Jimmy's skill set and technology goes way beyond just UPSs and everything. This guy has his head wrapped around just about everything Apex offers. And the other thing is he's a long-standing loved veteran, right? When you bring somebody like that onto any team, um, it's an automatic win. Uh, Jimmy's a guy you can stick in front of just about anybody. I mean, you should have seen him at Pro Source Vegas. I mean, the guy is just a workhorse. So congrats, Jimmy. Congrats, Apex. And uh, I expect some pretty big things out of this, not only because of his job, but Jimmy has a lot of really good, strong relationships um, that he's mm-hmm. going to be able to bring to the table over there, like huge ones. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. All right, gentlemen, let's move on to our first uh, main story of the day. This comes to us from CE Pro. 
uh, 32K is coming, or at least a lesson in the importance of data rates. Um, no one's manufacturing 32K at the moment. Um, no. 16K, I've seen some people trying to do some image recording. Calm down, Stephen. Um, Red has got a camera that technically does 16K, but nobody can process it yet. So it's it's red being red and flexing. Um, not the red we were talking about previously, which no one but Stephen will get. So that's a good joke there uh, for, for the podcast. Um, what they're talking about here is uh, essentially digging down into the frame rates and uh, the, the data throughput of your HDMI cables and what is coming with Rev 2.1a uh, that's going to bring 8K, etc. Um, but as the article talks about, they, they still haven't certified any 8K cables. So yes, you can buy a display that technically does 8K. Um, you can't really get a source that'll give you 8K and you can't plug in a cable to give you 8, 8K. Um, Steven? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can do a fiber connection they just said they a video card. They just said they haven't certified any cables for 8K. Okay, they haven't certified it, but a fiber optic cable link through a, through a video card will do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which I, I'm, I'm so glad you actually did that because it, it brings up my question perfectly. Um, I've got some cables that tell me they're rated for, for 40 gigabits a second. Um, do most integrators, like does your everyday integrator who's got a couple of people and they're hanging TVs, uh, they might do some surround sound. They might do, as we talked about on, on a show ago, they're selling some home theater, quote unquote, uh, using the definition of a screen bigger than 42 inches and surround sound. Do they have any idea about this beyond just some basic, Hey, I read it and my cable says it gives me, you know, 4k and it's a 40 gig cable do we understand as an industry do we understand the science behind this does it matter if we do or don't man there's a lot to unpack there so let's let's go through it real quick number one the average installer integrator in our industry has no clue uh i get on the phone with guys all the time all over the country and uh, the first thing i ask them is do you have an hdmi test kit uh, almost every integrator I know has a multimeter in their bag and they do electrical on one out of five jobs. Uh, they touch HDMI on every job. Usually. <laughs> yeah. And they, they do HDMI on every job and they don't have an HDMI tester. Um, they don't think it's important. They just want to be able to plug it in and it work. Uh, so the answer to your question is, is no, most of them have no clue. Um, I make it a point every year to sit through at least one of Jeff Picatio's talks. Um, and, uh, I keep Brent McCall at Metro on speed dial. And if anybody's listening to this and you ever have an HDMI problem between those two gentlemen, you will get it fixed. Um, but, uh, as far as do they need to know it? Yes, they need to know it. We need to be certified. We need to be educated. Our industry is struggling right now because of all the money that came in. We had an influx of lack of a better way to put it, an influx of ignorance. Uh, everybody flooded into our industry because everybody that could hang a TV was all of a sudden a professional AV guy. And now what's happening is, is business is slowing down and these guys are going bankrupt because they're having to go back to these jobs over and over and over again. 
just to keep them running because they weren't designed properly to begin with because they didn't use the right equipment. Um, last year, as a company, we averaged 1.6 truck rolls a week for maintenance. Um, I'll put that up against any of the big guys. Uh, and the reason why is, is when we design, we know what the cables do exactly. I've seen the eye test pattern on every cable that we put in for HDMI. I know what's going on with the equipment and if something goes wrong, I don't have to plug and unplug until it, I figure it out or it fixes itself. I put a meter on it and I know what the problem is. So the, the education side of our industry is something I really push, education, certification, things like that. And these guys that came in and not that they're bad people, I didn't say they were stupid. I said we had an influx of ignorance. And because of that, the end consumer is suffering and until we get that fixed, which we may not, a lot of these guys are going to, they're going to go out of business, just like we saw in 2009, 2010. They're going to go out of business and it sucks because they're good people. They're not bad techs. They just don't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. um, just, just before we move on to Joe, uh, for people who haven't looked, because you can go into Home Depot and buy a multimeter and you can buy a variety of price points. Um, what's a multimeter that, or sorry, what is a HDMI test kit? And I think I know the answer, but what is a, a test kit that you use or you'd recommend? Because there, there's not that many on the market that are real. So let's be fair. Um, the the test kit that I use is by Meridio, which is uh, partnered up with uh, AV Pro. They're basically the only ones that I recommend. Uh, those guys really know. And if you have a problem, you can call Dustin. And uh, honestly, mm -hmm. I, I would put Dustin, actually, I'd put him up next to uh, Brent McCall as far as knowledge goes. Uh, that guy is, I mean, nobody's as old as Brent, but uh, <laughs> Dustin's young and he's got the knowledge. So the, um, but yeah, so the Meridio, if you need something entry level, a fox and hound kit, you can get them from anywhere from $1,600 to $2,000. And it'll pay for itself the first time you don't look like a moron on a job site troubleshooting HDMI. I actually prefer mm -hmm. the um, the Gen 6 stuff. Um, it's really nice. I have both kits. So, uh, and you can, here's the thing. If you reach out to AV Pro, uh, they'll let you make payments on it. So if you're a smaller company and you're like, man, I really do need that kit, but I can't afford 1600 right out of the gate. We've all been there. You're not in a position that we don't all understand. Call the guys at Meridio. Tell them you need a Fox and Hound. They'll send you one. They'll put it on payments for you. And you can have what you need to be able to do your job professionally. Yeah, that's a huge point. Joseph, this is one of those things that when you go in to try and solve a problem, right, especially an HDMI problem, you sit there and whether you have a test kit or not, your clients don't, they just think it's supposed to work, right? They, they were sold the promise of HDMI, a single cable to make everything just work. I'm still answering questions on why CEC doesn't work. How do you go about communicating to consumers? Are you using that... ARC or EARC? No, I'm choking. I'm... <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling what you're saying right now. I'm feeling what you're saying. Um, you, I, I always kind of give a great a, an example I've used for HDMI is early in infancy. And before I say that, though, I, I'm going to 100% agree with Steven. Uh, and, uh, Meridio is the kit you need to get. I mean, that's the one that's recommended by ISF. If you get ISF mm -hmm. certification, 
Um, those tools, like Steven said, they pay for themselves just by you looking like the hero because you will. So, but going back to that is, is I always use the, you know, kind of that analogy of with iPhones, right? Um, especially the cameras on iPhones. HDMI goes through revisions a lot like iPhones, almost as often as iPhones. And, um, you know, every time they do, they add something new that could be compatible with a source device or a display device or a surround sound device or a soundbar device or whatever the case may be. But it takes the end to end to be able to take advantage of it. You can't take my newer iPhone and plug it up to an old Mac and expect to be able to process or even store any videos you took with the newer iPhone with the older, and let's not even get into the USB cables that are required to do all that when you sync this with that computer. It's the exact same thing. If you want the latest technologies, you've got to have it end to end. Um, and that's the thing with HDMI in that, you know, a lot of us integrators, as long as we pay attention, we watch and we discover that the HDMI cable itself is the flaw. So we'll either do fiber, going back to what Steven said, or we'll do some kind of category cable if we can support the transmission in it because we get to take away the mystery of the long HDMI cable and use shorter things and have an easier upgrade path. But that's the thing with HDMI is we're going to blink at this 32 and this 48 gigabits and it's going to be 100 gigabits at 90 some crazy number that they come up with. It's what HDMI does. But the one interesting thing I'll leave with is the thing this article isn't addressing. 32K, really? Like when was the last time we saw one of those things that the scientists did with TVs and said your eyes can only deal with this resolution, anything above it doesn't matter because your eyes can't tell the difference. Why are we still doing this? Why can't we just go to those doctors and say, okay, if I have 20-20 vision, what is the maximum that my eyes can actually decode? And let's just stop there and then let's improve transmission rates, audio, things like you're talking about, like CEC and EARC and all those other things. Let's just stop at what the eye can actually comprehend. Let's stop there and fix those all the other boring, junk that's though, in the Joe. HDMI. So, those are so boring. So I actually sadly know the answer to that question. <laughs> Um, the answer to that question, I do too, is, but I'll let you. The answer to the question of why we're doing 8K, 10K, 16K, and up to 30, whatever, uh, five bajillion K, is uh, they're not, they're not, they're focusing on bandwidth as proof of concept to work on augmented reality. Um, so that's where we're going is augmented, augmented, and God, there's so many realities now. There's virtual reality, augmented reality, and then there's one more. Um, but that's what they're doing with those resolutions. The problem is, is that it's weird how they're doing it because when they do augmented reality, they're not going to do it on a 65 inch OLED. They're going to do it on goggles. So you'll literally have small screens that are, that are like that. Kind of like in the movie, um, was it uh, ready player one? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's what we're working towards, but all that definition is going to come in whenever they need that bandwidth in order to do augmented reality, which is terrifying to me. I mean, if you watch the movie Ready Player One, it's literally everybody lives in a video game and they suffer in real life. So 
that's another conversation. But uh, that's why we're doing those. Don't bandits. we already live in a video game? I think we are. <laughs> I wish whoever has my player would jump on a mushroom or something because I'm tired, boss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's let's change topics for a second. I might come back to the USB conversation. Uh, but first, this comes to us from Residential Systems, a resi-mercial case study simplifying the automation and AV over IP game at Recovery Grill, a, uh, a New York chain restaurant. Uh, the All-Star Systems integrator uh, went and did a complete upgrade using URC and Just Add Power to design a, a, a full system there for the Recovery Sports Grill team. <clears throat> so read through the article. It covers a, a, a really good overview of essentially going after this market and, and, and how to deliver a quality solution to that market. Joe, gosh, you and I have talked about Resi Marshall for stinking years. There still are some people that are just starting to dabble in it right? How do you go about understanding and, and recognizing the differences required in, in, in system design, in application, and in product selection? Because I will debate this till the end. There is a difference. It is not just an, an expansion of, you know, a big system you'd use in a house doing any sort of commercial is different and the application is different. The principles might maintain, but it's different. How do you go about learning that? It, it, it's just like our residential guys, right? You know, me being one of them, you know, we've always broke the, especially when we got into control networking, broke these things down into segments. You know, what are the things that I absolutely have to know to be successful in the segments of what I do? And in commercial, light commercial, hospitality, um, it's breaking down those segments and then understanding what you're dealing with. You know, what is the difference between a balanced cable and a standard RCA? What is the difference between eight and four ohms and 70 volt and 100? You know, what are my distances? What are those transformers on these commercial speakers do? When I'm doing video, what's the difference between a pro display and a residential display? And then having to start looking at all the magical stuff in the background. What are the certifications? What are the ratings? Understanding the difference between a pro display and a residential one. A pro one is meant to be able to just run 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and not have any problems. Try that with a residential one. Um, you know, there's all these other things that you have to look at just based on the environment. That is something that is easy for a residential guy to understand. Because they'll go, does this display go inside or outside? Does the speaker go inside or outside? My speaker run is 200 feet and it's an outdoor speaker. Of course, it's going to be 70 volt. These things can be transitioned if you can understand the environment. Like me and you, Matt, we're talking about you don't do stereo in these environments. You do mono and please do 70 volt because then you can properly daisy chain. And if you know how to do your your 70 volt and your calculations, you know your dissipation of wire loss, what amplifier you're gonna have to use. Um, just add power though, you know, and the thing I like about this case study is, um, you know, they, they make a solution that can go both ways 
without much mm -hmm. change, right? They have audio breakouts. And if you're using pro amps, you know, you can just use their audio breakout with the Y cable, and then you can go, you know, unbalance the balance adapters. And on the input side, you're fine if you use their amp software, which is also pretty awesome for the commercial space. So, you know, at least Just Add Power has taken a lot of that thinking out. Um, but for those of you guys who are wanting to venture into that hospitality um, area, just realize one thing that you're going to have, um, you know, network guys on there that are doing PCI compliant networks um, that your stuff can't sit on that same VLAN. Uh, there, there are, like I said, like Matt's pointing out, there are gotchas. To learn it, though, in my opinion, sometimes could be easier than residential because a lot of those extras that can mess things up in residential don't exist in the hospitality market. You typically have four VLANs maximum. You get to use two, and that's it. The other two, you don't even get to touch. Your speakers are typically daisy-chained. You'll have anywhere from four to 12 zones. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a scale back. You just have to understand the technology that can be implemented and the right way to do it. And like Matt loves to say, you don't use residential displays for a video wall in a hospitality environment. Please stop. Just please stop. Well, that and, and residential amplifiers. Wait a, Wait a minute, Joe. And I'll get off my soapbox. Hey, Joe, if you take the display and you turn it upside down, the edges fit together perfect. So what's the problem? It's perfect, yeah. That is... Yeah, you just scale it. That, that is true. <laughs> yeah. But that upside down logos on the top, you know, those two bump outs, you're just like, that's what's what going on for, there? Joe? Joe, that's what gaff tape's for. <laughs> I've never thought of uh, using it for that. Yeah. Geez. Great idea. Oh, man. Steven, you're making fun of me, and I appreciate it. Um, and, and Joe's not wrong. I Stop using residential displays, for the love of God. Um, on, on a random side note, uh, we got called to do a service on uh, a, a local bar that was running eight zones of audio off of a... Um, I'm not going to name the brand, uh, but it was a residential eight channel amplifier. And they sent me pictures and I went, are you running stereo on that in, in your bar? And he's like, yeah, it sounds like crap. I'm like, yes, it would. You think? Um, so <laughs> yeah, we'll come out and we'll do a full assessment. No, I just need a replacement amplifier because this one blew. I'm like, you don't say I'm shocked. Uh, no, we won't do that for you. Sorry. Um, Steven, <sighs> sorry, these ones drive me absolute mad. How do you know as an integrator where your limit is? Because the, the, these guys um, did a fantastic job. This looks great. But as our previous like little my, my little soapbox moment there are lots of people that are playing in the space that that shouldn't be if if i see another house of worship project that is not in an auditorium that seats 150 people plus and they put two 70 inch monitors up on stage i will have a fit I, i'm i'm really really tired of it so so here's how you know uh you know you know what you're doing when two things are happening, when the checks are coming, you in, know, everyone thinks out. they know what they're doing, right? Yeah. But here's your two things. that prove <laughs> it. If the checks are coming in instead of going out, 
and if you're getting referrals. If you're getting referrals and your checks are coming in instead of out, that means you probably know what you're doing. It doesn't mean you're perfect, but it means you're not having to pay to fix stuff and refund clients. And it also means that the client is happy enough to tell their friend, hey, this guy knows what he's doing. So that to me, and I, I use the same thing on residential. Anytime I'm mentoring a business owner, I always say the same thing. You'll know when you start getting it right, when the checks are coming in instead of going out. And that is, uh, you know, that's the, the big catch. Also, if you find yourself on a job site and you look around and you think to yourself, I don't know how to solve this problem. You're probably in over your head because usually that's a design issue from the beginning. Now, if you walk into somebody else's garbage and you can't figure out how to solve it, that's fine. It's not your products. You'll figure it out. But even in those cases, after you've been doing it for a while, you can usually figure it out. So if you're on a project and you can't figure it out, kind of like I am today with this network, um, I say that knowing I'm sitting here having the same problem, but this is not in my control. Anyway, the uh, if you walk into somebody else's garbage and you're having trouble, don't beat yourself up about it. That's their garbage. You're trying to make chicken salad out of chicken crap. That's hard to do. But if you designed it, you sold it, you installed it, and you get to a point where you don't know why it's not working, you shouldn't be on that job. Period. How do you go about learning beyond that? Trial and error. Because, all right. Yeah, it's trial and error, man. That's It's really that simple. It's the same way we all learn. It's the same way you learned. You put in a little system and then you follow. I was a genius from day one. What are you talking about? You ain't even a genius (laughs) now. (laughs) You know, but but Matt Matt brings up a good point, right? So, so Steve, Steve, Stephen is right in that about the checks going in, the checks going out, because if you're going to play in bar, restaurant, hospitality, whatever the case is, 80% 80% of them have more than one location. Did you get called to go do that second location? No, that you suck, right? Once once you hand over the keys and show them what, what, how it's supposed to be, they should already be trying to hand you a check for that second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth mm-hmm. location or the one in another state. They're like, I'm not going to find another guy in this other state. I just want to use you guys. So there's that. Where to learn? You know, you've got a good point, Matt, because... In both aspects of the industry, whether it be the residential or, um, you know, the commercial industry, there really isn't an educational spot for small small to mid-range hospitality. It doesn't exist. You can either Mm -hmm. go go big and take all those classes or you can go residential and take there's there's nothing in the middle to teach you how to do a 24 display six zone bar and restaurant, small hotel lobby, conference rooms. There's nothing that is in the middle. So Stephen's right. All mine, 100% will tell you is trial and error. And being able to apply what I know from big commercial side or from residential side and find a happy medium. Yep. He's writing. absolutely right. There yep. is there is no, and yeah, there's no educational pathway. When you're writing checks instead of cashing checks, that's how you learn. And that's... You've got to be exactly. able. You've got to be able to do that. You've got to be man, man. I say man enough, of course, person enough, whatever. But you've got to be man enough to be able to say, "Hey, you know, customer, I'm sorry. Here's you a check. I made a mistake." And you got to be man enough to make it right. Um, that's what I always say: is 
don't when you when you hesitate to admit that you made a mistake, the cover up is often worse than the crime. So you pull the speaker wire wrong. There are technologies to overcome wiring your speakers wrong. There's no technology to overcome a loss of integrity. So mm-hmm. absolutely, that's the that's the that's and, the and you know one of the things. Well, one of the things to pay attention to is like you see this great article, you know, this case study by, you know, uh, th- that's out there uh, on, a, on a great integrator that did a great job in hospitality. So like all of the integrators out there watching, they need to pay attention to this space because the manufacturers are starting to pay attention. Right. Mm-hmm. So where I'm at now, we learned a lot from Ambisonic, who figured out how to make really good sounding stuff on 70 volt. Right, changing the game, taking away that eight ohm is built to sound better. Well, only a certain amount of speakers and wattage and all that, but seventy volts mount to go more distance and more daisy chain. But we're going to sacrifice on sound. But you look at what's happening right now at Origin. You know, you pendant speakers are out. The end ceiling commercial speakers are out. The surface mounts will be out here in a month or so because manufacturers are paying attention to that market. The typical commercial brands out there their products are focused on those big huge jobs right they're yeah. not in lifestyle commercial which is residential lifestyle commercial where i'm enjoying myself they're dentist office speakers or amplifiers whatever the case may be so that's the time for our residential integrators to pay attention and say there is a whole new subsection of revenue for you and it's not entirely hard to learn you just have to make sure you're doing it right and there's guys that you can reach out to that'll kind of help you along the way. I mean, our community is our community and everybody's there to help. That's one thing that I do. So if anybody's listening to this and they have questions and they don't want to be talked to like you're a moron or talked down to, or even somebody try to take over your jobs, reach out to me. I mentor companies all over the world and they call me, we discuss it. We go over the, the ins and the outs and I can, I really enjoy helping people not make those mistakes because if your job looks better the next time I walk on a job, I don't have to hear AV guys suck. And so a rising tide lifts all ships. That's true. All right, let's leave it there. Thank you, gentlemen. Joseph, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Origin Acoustics, where can they do that, bud? And if you ever want any of that advice like Steven was talking about and you want to learn how to not do upside down TVs, or pendant speakers that look like church bells, you can always get a hold of me at joe at originacoustics.com or, uh, or find me any, on any of the socials. I've been a little quiet on there because there's way too many cool new products coming out and I'm trying not to spoil anything. But uh, yeah, just get a hold of me at joe at originacoustics.com. Any advice, help you need, you can always just reach out. Excellent. Uh, Stephen, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Pro Audio Georgia, where can they do that? Uh, you can reach out to me at ProAudioGA.com, uh, ProAudio underscore GA on most of your social media platforms. Uh, just um, reach out. I'm easy to find. The number's been the same for 17 years. So uh, give me a call. Excellent. Thank you both again for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and most other social platforms. But more importantly, please visit avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week. 